Welcome to episode 15 of season 2 of The MN Corner. I'm Brad Rothschild. And I'm Stephen Cook. Stephen, I almost don't recognize you with that beard you're rocking. Dude, I'm like it's Paul Bunyan. You're like, you're like Mountain Man Mike. <laughs> it's not quite in David Letterman territory, but... Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely a beard, though. There's definitely a beard here. What, what's up with... What, why? It's, why? It's freaking me why? out. It's all white. Um, it's not all white. It's, it's, it's white, like, white. in the goatee-ish part of it is white. It's, it's interesting. It's whiter than, your, than the hair on your yes, head is. Yes, yes. What's up with that? By a lot. Yeah. Uh, it's making me feel know. old as balls. Anyway. Um, yeah, so why? What's with, the, what's with the beard? So I hadn't shaved last Monday, and it was, what was it, President's Day? And yeah. I was sitting so in honor of to honor our presidents. And I, um, it's, is, uh, wait, it's to honor, is it to honor Washington and Lincoln? Did we used to have like Washington's birthday and Lincoln's birthday? We used to have two separate holidays. Right, right, right. Two separate yeah. mattress sales. And um, they combined yeah, them into that's one. That's how old we are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I don't know. I was sitting at the island you know, reading something, the island in our kitchen, reading something, and, and Mia climbs up on one of the one, one of the stools and feels my face and says, I dare you to grow a beard. And, and you listen to her? And then, whoa, whoa, wait a second. She sweetens the pot. She said, if you grow a beard, I will give you unlimited hugs and kisses. Like... And you know that she's Bad deal. she's sort of impish and can be definitely be a little ornery. So sometimes when you do want to give her hugs and kisses, she's like, nah, 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 yeah. or yeah. she like you say, hey, come over here, give me a hug, and she like kind of barely touches her shoulder to you, and that's her hug. Yeah, but still, so you got a bad deal. Why? I'm shaving it Monday. It's a week. I'm shaving it. Yeah. I'm going to go for a run tomorrow morning, have a shower, take it all off. I'll be yeah. back to normal. Take it. Yeah. Why is I it a bad deal? I don't know, because I think it's a rookie mistake to just sort of say, like, well, my kid wanted it, so I'm doing it. It's like, come on. This isn't your first, this isn't your first day as a father. You know the deal. I, I, I know, but, like, but what do your, it seemed like... What do your kids think about it? I don't care it, I, like, what I didn't they have think. To, They're children. But I didn't have to really exert myself here. Well, no, that's the whole point. You actually do less I'm work doing less. Now, and, I'm, <laughs> and the promise, yeah. the investment in doing less over the course of a week of unlimited hugs and yeah. kisses seems like... A great, well, a great but, return but on this investment. Live, but, but did she live up to it? Well, uh, she has not. Um, oh, well, I have to. So she's not resisted any hugs and kisses over the course of last week. But yeah. I have to grow the beard. I have to right, fulfill right. my week-long beard growing Commitment. in order yeah. to get that reward. Yeah. So, I don't know. Well, you, should take some pic- you should take some pictures of this before you shave it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. You, do you have like it a is, gun in your in your garage? Because you look like a dude who would be toting a gun around town. <laughs> I know. Actually, you know what? I'm going to put on a plaid shirt. Oh yeah. And carry a an flannel. axe. An axe. Or is yeah. Going to cut down some trees. You're in you're in suburban Maryland. I don't think <laughs> you should be walking around with an axe. But you can walk around with a gun in certain places. So you may as well take advantage exactly. of that. Exactly. Get me an yeah. AR-15. 
You know what? If I was walking around with an axe in your neighborhood, I would cut down that street sign that says... Yes. <laughs> Jubal Early <laughs> and Jim Stewart. If I had a gun, I would shoot it. Um, what's wrong? What's going on with that, by the way? Uh, gonna, I'm starting to... do something. I'm, no, I'm starting to devote my attention to uh, ensuring that that comes down. The, Montgomery yeah. County is so difficult to deal with. Um just you don't say. Like basic stuff that you would think would get taken care of, you know, like randomly they don't pick up the garbage. Like what right. the fuck? And I so know, I know snow plowing is not their forte. Snow either. plowing definitely <laughs> holding holding school not a forte. Yeah. <laughs> Keeping school in session Keeping is one of the things that challenges them. It's a huge challenge. So, like, you know, <laughs> taking down all of the Confederate named streets is going to take... There are only two of them. No, but I'm in the county. Oh, in the county. And, right. and as, you've, as you've pointed out, the number <clears throat> of streets named for Union heroes, exactly zero. Um, yeah. So I'd like to start devoting my attention to this. Um, there was something that the county said that they were going to start streamlining this process. But as we've discussed, you actually have a lot of community resistance to it. I had that back and forth email with these really stupid people. (laughs) I've lived here a long time. I knew who the developers were. They weren't racist. They weren't racist. They weren't racist. They weren't racist. And it's about history. You have to actually, under, understand history. Is it, we're celebrating our history. Actually, how, how many racists actually say, you know what? I am a racist. There are very few people who like say that. Like President Trump. Trump. He's not a racist. I'm he's not a racist. That's racist what he said. I'm, I'm the least racist least. person there is. All yeah. of these people. Richard Spencer says he's not a racist. He's just a white no, nationalist. He, Right, I'm just proud of my race. I'm just, I'm just championing championing my race. That doesn't make me a racist. So what's, I'm trying to preserve my race. What's nice about the changing the the street names here is I've heard from a number of the newer residents of the neighborhood that they're willing to to help in this endeavor. So nice. um, we gotta we gotta get shit done. Oh, it's terrible. We gotta get shit done. But anyway, speaking of guns. Can we yes, talk about? Because we're always speaking. We're always speaking of guns, and and not my arms. Um, <laughs> can can we can we talk about the travesty in the New York Times today? Jesus H Christ, the Sunday Style section, which is not the section I ordinarily no, turn to no, first thing not, in the morning my, on not my Sunday. First read. I mean, no. and these are the kinds of things. These are the kinds of things that are in the style section. When biking is healthier than marriage. The exercise routine for a CNN anchor. A former dominatrix teaches women to fight harassment and sexist acts. I mean, this is not... I, I, I am actually looking forward to reading that article. <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be some unique insights in that thing. <laughs> Wait. Let's read it right now. No. Anyway. And then... The big cover of the Sunday Styles oh, is called huge cover story. Huge, called Trigger huge. Warning, and it's written yeah. by some fluff journalist named Laura M. Holson. And you want to take fluff. it from here? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I saw this and I was like, well, this looks interesting. What is this? It's, an, it's a profile of uh, Dana Loesch, who is, um, how do I put this mildly? A conservative nut job who enjoys trolling people and is now a shill for the NRA. And she was responsible for that video that came out a few months back that got millions of hits, where she essentially called for, where she essentially called for um, armed insurrection against entities like mm, the New York Times. (laughs) (laughs) So what is the New York Times? I'm a little distracted. I'm reading the dominatrix story. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, you got to put that down. Uh, and no jerking off to the New York Times this week. <laughs> no, I, 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 if I, when I have an op-ed in it, I have Lauren paddle me with it. Anyway. <laughs> that is the most disturbing so, so, thing to ever come out about Donald Trump. But wait so, a second. So what, is, so what does the New York Times do when confronted with, um, I would say, an angry... I mean, this woman is angry, angry, clearly. She's an extremist who is threatening, who threatens uh, our freedom of the press and our democracy and our lives by promoting unfettered access to firearms. What does the New York Times do in response, Stephen? They have a puff piece about Dana Roche and how, what an attractive woman she is. And in this, and and all these little kind of cutesy, (laughs) styly section type bullshit about this crazy woman who is 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 a gun nut of 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 proportions that <laughs> it's not even one cannot even describe her gun nuttiness um i can't even i can't it's on on her desk on, she carries it in the small of her back this is a wealthy She's- Person, yeah. white, white, wealthy woman who lives in a nice neighborhood in, of course, Dallas, Texas. She's a conservative talk radio, but she is a promoter yeah. of extremist ideas. And this is how, this is how dishonest, how dishonest Laura M. Holson is. That, that statement she made on the part of the NRA, yeah, in which she basically was a call to arms. A call to violence against fellow Americans, it gets like three sentences in the whole yeah, thing. Because that's that's not so important. What's more important is talking about how she puts the gun on the small of her back. Right. And how she keeps her arms all around her house so when the intruders inevitably come she'll know how to take care of them. You know what and, and when you read these profiles of these gun nut extremists that the New York Times is normalizing. And this is not the first yeah. time that the New York Times has been normalizing no, these they've extremists. Been doing, they've been guilty of this a lot lately. But when, you know, they always they always go, oh, I get, I've gotten death threats. I've gotten this. And I, <laughs> you know, there was recently a case of one of these other guys in Washington, D.C., whatever his name is. He's a much lower profile lunatic. He's the one who led the charge against uh, homosexual players in the NFL and has said some crazy stuff. He's recently it was reported that he was attacked like on his driveway. I think yeah. and the, when the Arlington County police investigate this, this is going to be a stage thing of like a has been guy who no one has ever heard of. Right. Trying to, I don't I, I, I don't know, but I feel like this is an M.O. 
among these extremists talking about how they get all of these these uh, these death threats. The only people who are threatening violence in these in this country, really significant violence, the ones who yeah. have actually killed people, are the right wing extremists. That's true. But in all fairness, somebody did punch Richard Spencer in the face <laughs> last year. I wish it was me. <laughs> It was me. In a much right. mood. That, that Antifa, that Antifa, they are yeah. violent and crazy. And so the They're left, so violent. the crazy left. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, there was something very interesting. There's one thing in this piece that I found fascinating, which is that she relates all of this back to her childhood right. when her grandfather stood on their porch with a gun to ward off her aunt's ex-husband who threatened her with death. So just to go through that story a little bit, because I know you don't like to use the word unpack this. She has she has post traumatic stress disorder right. from growing up in a dysfunctional environment and we're with having violent to pay for it. people. With violent people in their family. So her takeaway from all this is her grandfather was Superman because he protected the family by standing out in front of the house with a gun to ward off this potentially homicidal maniac who had married her aunt. Now, let's talk for a second about the fact that maybe we need to look a little bit deeper into the culture that uh, created (laughs) that dysfunctional relationship between her aunt and husband. Uh, The other thing I would think that maybe... Uh, my takeaway from a situation like that would be that guy should not have access to a firearm. Right. Now, should he? Right. He's making threats against somebody, and he's got guns. So shouldn't some state or local agency intervene <laughs> to remove said gun from no, said violent individual? Whenever, however you want. Right. The, the other so thing that takeaway me- is. Her, her takeaway is the world is a, is a dangerous and evil place. Right. And the only way that I'm going to get through this is if I take care of myself, if I protect myself, what? and if I arm myself to the fucking teeth. I'm, I'm, I'm of two minds on this. One, I'm, I see this in, in some other public figures that they have suffered something in their life and then they're taking it out on the rest of us. Yeah. Like Stephen Miller. Oh. Punchable in the face. Yeah, we've been, we've we've chronicled his uh, childhood on this show before, so we but, won't go and, over and, how many times you're absolutely right about her post traumatic stress disorder, um, and and that may be this that she is working this whole thing, this violent, rootless childhood, and she's making us pay for it rather yeah. than going to a therapist. But really, I'm much much more cynical than that, actually. <laughs> I think this is a fucking marketing ploy. This is someone who um, is clear was a Democrat, uh, someone who is looking to be a media sensation, uh, yeah. and she craves the uh, the approval of the mainstream. I'm telling you that this puff piece. In the New York Times, in which she's referred to as Wonder Woman, is yeah. everything that she's wanted. She is making loads of money off of being a gun nut. What she's guilty of is 
unbelievable kinds of cynicism. I'm not saying she doesn't yeah, believe but, it, but going but back to her violent grandfather, uncle, blah, 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 blah. She sees the ways in which the political winds are blowing and how she can yeah. put herself square in the... In the in, in front okay. of the cameras and make tons of money from what the crazy right wing in this country and that's I, what it's about I'm, and it's dangerous. Okay, I buy that. She is buying her tra- her violent okay. trade for that, her that's own fine. Uh, wealth. But here's my question. Yeah. Why is the New York Times I don't abetting know. her? I don't know. Why are they giving her this kind of free publicity? I, I, I think I think that someone like Dana Loach does deserve a profile in the New York Times, but not in the style section. Not in the oh, oh how cute, gun nut and high yeah. heels in, yeah, exactly. in the, in the like, front section of the New York Times exploring how dangerous how she took, is, yeah, whether it does go back to her PSTD or her cynicism, her making money off of this. It deserves to be exposed. Yeah. And denounced. But the New York Times isn't doing that. But no, she's Wonder Woman with her with her Bible shit tattooed onto her uh, onto her arm on her arm. Yeah, about killing people. And the online and the online version of this article, there, you know, it's replete with with pictures, and she's looking, you know, glam, attractive, and like like a human being. But you know, earlier this week, the Times also ran some inexplicable full page uh, in the op-ed section right. the f- a full page of musings of Trump supporters right. you know, in the fir- after the first year again what the hell why are we normalizing this I understand that not everybody voted for Hillary and there are plenty of people who voted for Trump and but why does the New York Times a year after the election why are they still so fascinated by these people and trying to explain what they haven't we established that 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 what every, that what the 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 mainstream media's effort to explain and understand basically right. obfuscates really what's going on and that is that these people, right. these are Tea Party people. They rebelled against Barack Obama's presidency because he's black. They rebel against anything other than everything that they perceive to be as an attack on white America. That's it. This, the, no, if you look no, at, because, again, we go back to the Adam Sewer right, because article if you look in the Atlantic. All the demographics and this did all not the, have to do with economic powers. grievances. It had to do with right. racial no grievances. What your income level was. So what does that tell you? This is not about economic. He wants every white demographic. This is the, I think I wrote this to you earlier this week. This is the death spasm right. of white supremacy. In it's this not country. about economics. Well, it could. The spasm could be so violent that it will be the death of all of us. But. I mean, but this it it's is, not going away. I hope it's fight. the death spasm of it. But and what kind of damage? Oh, right. So, 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 right, Dean Baquet, the guy who is the executive editor of the Times, who has nothing whatsoever to do with the, the editorial page or the op-ed page, he was, I think, bombarded with, you know, reader comments and stuff like that. And he wanted to make it clear that he didn't have anything to do with this, but he actually liked it. 
you thought it was good. You need to shake things up a little bit, this anything. But I'm all for shaking things up, whatever. That's why the New York Times employs conservative columnists and so on and so forth. Yeah. But again, it goes back to normalizing basically what is a racist, racialist Right, we've just identified what it is. I'm tired. I'm tired of being told I I have to understand this. I know what it is. I know what it is. I don't. We just identified what it is. It doesn't have to do with the coal mine or the the, the carrier plant or this, that, the other thing or what the fuck this and and a a certain culture. It has to do with the culture of racism. You dislike about him. I, I don't see any effort being made. For them, for them to understand us, they don't care about understanding us because we're not authentically right. American in their view. So they don't have or to, to understand, understand me. us, right? Right, right. How come there's how come there are no reporters for how come there are no reporters here in Montgomery County, Maryland, talking to me and then writing the story? I subscribe you know, to that paper. It's really good, actually. You know, Whatever the, fuck, great, whatever the fuck, uh, paper in kind of whatever the fuck paper in whatever the fuck's country. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, there, there is no. Again, they play by a different set of rules. Oh my god! Playing. And you know we're what? Playing by this, we live in a civilized society, and we're trying to have a dialogue and coexist and understand. Yeah, we're sensitive and all those do. things are true. But on the other side, they're like, "Fuck those snowflakes," and they actually, they actually. They actually get off. They get off knowing that this upsets us, that we're angry, right? We're, right. we're so that's delicate. Exactly, and that's and the way. They love, and by they the love, way. And I hate the word, and it's even in the freaking title of this article. They love to trigger By the us. way. They love triggering liberals. You know, what I, you know, triggering somebody is basically signaling right. that you're in a fucking asshole. I'm going to say something. To, I'm going to say something because I know you're going to get upset by it. You know what? When I was growing up, we knew people like that, and well, we she, referred to them as says, assholes. <laughs> they. Yeah. Exactly. Right. So, the in the article, right? It she says enjoys it. That she just laughs when people. When people are pissed off by her, she's just she enjoys it. She's just a professional provocateur in the same way yeah. that Ann Coulter yeah. is a professional provocateur who cashed in, who cashed in. But while you talk about, let me let me bring this around one second. Let me bring this around. You said something very important. How they're playing by a different set of rules. That's right. It's the same way that Democrats in Congress don't understand that the Republican Party is playing by a different set of rules. So when the Democrats are in a position of power, they've sought to work with the Republicans. They sought to reach out. And then only to get ambushed in order to to advance this crazy Republican agenda. They're not interested. Look, there are two things that are important we have to understand about Congress. There is the Freedom Caucus, which is made uh, up of the extreme of extremists. Who have been sent to Washington by their constituents, not to get, not to govern, and then you have this crazy thing called the Hastert Rule, which is an informal rule, 
named after the former Speaker of the House, Denny Hastert, who happens to be a convicted pedophile serving time in prison for uh, for abusing boys he coached as a wrestling coach. Right. And that rule was that you had to have a majority of the majority. So Republicans will not pass legislation with the help of Democrats. So it makes a dirty word of consensus. So for some reason, Democrats don't understand it. And in this, and it's a different rule that the Republicans are playing on than the Democrats. And it's in, it's, in a way... We send out morons yeah. like Laura Holson, who's like a Hollywood reporter, isn't, isn't to talk to Dana Lewis, sexy? who bullshits yeah. her six isn't, ways till Sunday, who makes, extremism it, sexy? It normalizes this person because, ah, <laughs> look at her tattoos. Yeah. She happens to be attractive, blah, blah, blah. And, and, and oh, seriously. Rather than putting I mean, this where it belongs. I mean, really hot, I think. It, 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 <laughs> would, would they put... Would they put an attractive really representative hot, of Hamas but, in the but, style? But, you know, talking about what's going on in, in Congress, <laughs> it's obvious that Ugh. there are too many Republicans in Congress who, again, we've talked about this forever, What's that? Well, who don't believe that the government should be doing anything. They don't believe in the institutions. Yes, there are too many Republicans so why in would, They don't give a shit if, if the government gets shut down. I saw somebody write on Twitter, like, yeah. there are plenty of government right. agencies I wouldn't mind never, op- never opening their doors again. It's like, right. if you don't believe in government, like, what the hell? Like, how are we even going to have a conversation? No, we're not. And they're playing by a different set of rules, and it's time for the Democrats in Congress to, to recognize that and start playing by their own rules, we're not. too. We're absolutely this not. This is nuts. This is we're a year totally into this rules. fucking fiasco. Uh, and I just want to add that we marched again yesterday, and it was uh, awesome. Not not quite as, as exhilarating as it was last year, but still, still, this was, this was awesome. Uh, and it was Way nice to, to be out there, and we were lucky we had good right. weather, and it wasn't too cold. But it made me think a lot last about year. when we were marching right. in Washington last year and what an experience that was and how important it was for our daughters right. to see that and our and all of our, our kids to see it. Yeah. So we're, we're still fighting the fight. Uh, yep. And we have to keep it up. Yeah. It's worse than Remember then when ways. we said, um, the only way imagine how bad it can be, so and then far, imagine it worse than that. Launched a war and I think that that's true. And if that's the best thing you could say about the administration, then we've set the bar really fucking low. And we have set right. the bar low because right. there's no bottom. Uh, it just keeps getting worse. Nothing. Really no- low. Really low. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, nothing is surprising. No, nothing. No, I mean, this is this is the week of the president the and the Forbes porn star magazine. make America horny again. Like I read the story about him wanting to get smacked with his with Forbes magazine with him and his kids on the front. Smack him with an encyclopedia. But nothing. But nothing surprising. Nothing is surprising. I mean, it is just. Nasty, right? Because it well, doesn't that's matter. The problem, it doesn't register that, anymore. There's so this, much the ridiculousness. And again, Stormy this Daniels was on page five. Of Can you imagine what would have happened if Barack Obama had done anything like this? He would have been impeached already. Right. He, the 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 true dysfunction. 
anything like that. The, the, the true dysfunction it's here so true. And is not that we have. Trump fans are out there like, yeah, he's nailing his porn star. Racist, intolerant president. It's that we have a Congress that allows him to continue to, to rule. That's, that's the dysfunction here. And at least a, and a culture that actually glorifies this stuff and makes it, and, and how easily it becomes acceptable. It says something about what's wrong in the country and the kind of and the, culture of And, and the unwillingness sexism, of the other side to confront any of these issues. racism. That's what it is. That no, this is the greatest it's country just, in the just history of the world. There's the nothing surface. wrong with it. And there's, yeah. Why do you why right. do you hate America so well, much? That because they're part of all it. you do is focus on the negative. Exceptional. Why do you hate America so much? Love Jesus, it and leave it. Jesus made the country. It must be acceptable. Yeah. I mean, exceptional. <laughs> yeah, you snowflakes. Yeah. If you don't like it, get out. Go to Canada with the rest of the snowflakes. I heard it's snowing. These colors don't run, America. My gosh. All right, feeling good now. All right. So we're we're out. <laughs> All right. On that note, I'm going to go finish the Dominatrix article, and uh, we're out.